Hello and welcome to the Find Fitness Podcast, a podcast from me, Brenda Loden, a humble personal trainer and his opinions on the fitness industry. Sometimes we have guests, sometimes we don't. Today in particular, we have a guest from Scotland, Finley Carmichael, who is an online coach. Again, I've just mentioned he's from Scotland. We talk about his hometown of Ballamore. We talk about his jump from working from classes to rent to fully online coaching during the pandemic last year. And we talked a lot about mindset as well. In particular, what's the worst that could happen when you're thinking about something brave or a big decision? So it was a really, really fun episode. We talked way longer than we planned to, which I kind of like. Um, so yeah, I'm going to flip it over to the real Brendan and Finley. Before I do that, don't be a dickhead. Send me a screenshot, tag me, tag Finley in, in the episode. Screenshot on your Spotify, your Apple, whatever it'll be. To show everyone else that has listened to this episode, as I always say, if this helps at least one person, mean Finley's job was mission accomplished. So again, now I've said that, I'll flip it over to Brendan and Finley. You'll enjoy this one. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fine Fitness Podcast. And today we have finally a guest that is more northern than me. Obviously, we had a scouser last time round. We've had a bunch of fucking southerners in the past. We've got an actual northern, like a real life northerner. Um, and we know each other via, I'll give him a shout out, uh, Chris Bradley's upgraded coach. And we've bounced ideas off each other in the past and he's no longer a great guy. And as I've said on my Instagram post the other week, he's a full on adult who makes pictures of him PT in wearing jeans. It's, it's absolute fucking unseen stuff. So Very impressive, isn't it? Uh, there's a yeah, Scottish accent for everyone. Unfortunately, <laughs> we won't be able to have subtitles today. Um, the video, I'll try and do that. So his name is Finley Carmichael. So introduce yourself, mate. Hello, 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 hello. So I am from the northwest of Scotland. If you've ever seen the TV programme Balamori, that's exactly where I'm from. So the, the coloured houses. And the most common question I get with that is like, what, what coloured house is yours? And mine was just a, a standard house, but that's where I'm from, so you'll you'll know that. And what so colour is the standard house? What's that? What colour is the standard house then? Well, this one's sort of creamy, to be honest. Okay. Uh, but on Mall, so now I stay across the water, which is a little town called Oban, but originally, yeah, from Balamori. Um, so, yeah, I am a full-time online coach. So I went online when lockdown happened sort of fully. But before that, I was coaching one-to-one managed to build up to a sort of 10 to 15 clients. And then when lockdown hit, that allowed me to transition fully into online, which is something that I want to do anyway, but lockdown allowed me to do that. And so now I focus on coaching ambitious individuals, so males and females, predominantly females, um, but to look, feel, perform at their very best and to skyrocket their confidence and unlock their true potential. So there you go. Oh, he's got the... uh... The business card down, hasn't he? <laughs> I read that off a sign up. Just obviously, just this is a audio platform, but uh, Finley's got a little, he's off his setup, he's 10 times better than mine. Uh, I, I've already told him he's got to read this out, so he's got a, a roll dial quote right behind his head. He's got a stand up off, off his desk. This is what a real online coach is like his That's jeans, it. well, I'm, a plant behind him. I'm admiring, I'm admiring your half green, half white walk. I like that. <laughs> Again, so the audio, I'm in halfway through mission office build. Um, so Finley's seeing a terrible paint job. He can't see the paint on the door frame that I've already fucked up. Uh, <laughs> I like the streak of pink. 
That's that's the sticky notes. They are sticky notes. Okay. Oh, they're sticky notes. Yeah, they're not that bad. <laughs> so that's sticky notes from our coaching call on Monday with, with Chris, where we had the percentages of stuff on there. I like it. My mind are quite low, so I've got a permanent reminder that I need to start looking after myself. In particular, the training only that forty percent right now. So, nice. Billy, we're going to start at the start of your career. So, how long have you been in the industry as a whole? So, um, do you want the literal year? I would say probably. When did I start? Probably five years ago, I would say. Yeah. Um, so started off as I went, I was actually living on Mull, so the island of Balamori. Yeah. Um, so it's called, it's called the Isle of Mull. Uh, so I was staying there running a hotel with my dad. And then at that point, like I'd started getting really into training. That was almost like my out from work because I was spending, obviously living in the hotel. So a lot of the time was taken up from that. So then I sort of transitioned into um, training quite a lot. So four or five times a week, I was also playing rugby. So that was a big part of it to try and get stronger, fitter for that. And then I started running a boot camp in, in the little town, which is called Benesson. So some days there was no one there. Some days there was three, some days there was seven. Um, but then really enjoyed that and just the ability to be able to help people. And they would come into the, the hotel at night and see them. They'd have a few drinks. They'd be telling me how much better they were feeling and looking and things like that. Um, That's a racket so, there. So you're getting money from them in the daytime and then they're coming in. Exactly. Got it, got it figured out. <laughs> um, so then I eventually signed up to do a PT course and that was quite hard like because I had to leave my dad essentially because he was running the hotel still. So that was, that was quite sort of difficult to go through that sort of section. Did you have to obviously have a conversation with him there? Yeah. And how did that go then? Um, Not good to start. And then obviously the, the more, the longer it went on, the the more okay he got. But obviously like it was, yeah, the, that point was quite difficult because we were obviously doing that together. And then all of a sudden I was like, I'm, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm going to go and do this. Um, So yeah, it was, it was pretty hard to start. And like, even just the, yeah, the, the telling him and then, obviously going through then still working but knowing I was leaving that that yeah. was quite difficult um the hotel still exists then like is, is yes. it still the hotel? Oh, brilliant. what's it called let's get let's get some it's called the Argyle Arms Hotel called the what, sorry? Argyle Arms it's so, so Scottish in it it's all I know it is so Scottish um so yeah at that point then I left and did obviously the PT course stayed on so that that's in Glasgow you'll know Glasgow I've been um, once, yes. Was you at an event, by the way? Was you at the Fitness Five event? Uh, no, that no. was just before it. Could have met as well. Could have, could there, have you met. there you go. There you go. I've met a guy called Callum Griffin. He has listened to the podcast in the past. Okay. Do you know Callum Griffin? No. Nope. Again, I'm not sure if he's on the upgraded coach or not. Um, I was really scared to come up, to be honest. That was missed of lockdown three, that one. Um, so nothing was open. The yeah. hotel, I had to pop. I, it, you had to announce to the hotel staff when you're walking down the corridors. It was very. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to the the, uh, the Glasgow PT gym, and everything just seemed to like it was it was really. As soon as you walk through the doors, you're like, obviously, uh, Chris loves listening to Biggie Smalls, so it was just Biggie coming like out of his fucking gym, booming out. Yeah. I fucking love that day, like I really, really did. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely worth the trip. And I, I can't wait for him to do an official other events because I missed the Grady Kirch event. Yeah, because I, I don't think I was part of the the team at that point, but yeah, yeah. So yeah, any excuse if Chris is listening to this to get him back to Glasgow, I'll take it because this time pubs are going to be open, so I want to make the most of it. Yeah, 
That's the, the most important part of it. So is Balamori near Glasgow then in that case? So <laughs> Balamori, you get the yeah, it's called Tobermory. So Tobermory, you get the you get the fit you can you've got to get to where the ferry goes to, which is Craignure, 45 minute ferry. And then it's like a two and a half hour drive to Glasgow. So right, from, okay. where, from where I stay in Oban, it's two and a half hours or so. And for a new career, so to say, a two and a half hour drive, obviously like, again, I'm guessing you've done like external PT events. You've obviously invested in yourself now as a coach, hence why I'm really coach. Two and a half hours at the start of your career, to me, sounds like a lot of time. Yeah, well, that's just, I was kind of used to it because obviously, so I stayed in a mall. So to go anywhere mainland, okay, you had to yeah. get a 45 minute ferry. So like, it wasn't a big deal to me. And it's not like I traveled every day. I stayed on a mate's like sofa. For right, okay, I get you. Whatever it was, the eight weeks. Um, I think, I don't eight think weeks. I came back. What? That is short. Yeah. Wow, there, eight there weeks. Eight weeks. Um, so it's like a... It was a full time for like eight weeks. Oh, okay, okay. I thought so like eight weekends or something. That was scary. Oh, no, no, no. It was like nine till whatever, nine till five, nine till four, Monday to Friday for for six weeks. And then there was like two weeks of a bit, of a few different courses. I've got a question to ask you regarding the qualification. How much do you think you knew the day after week eight? Um, how much? Like what, a, looking back you, now, you like right? Okay, I fucking know everything now. Or was it a I learned nothing? Like how have you felt about um, PTs now? So going in, I wasn't really sure what to expect. I wasn't sure how how much I was gonna take from it or anything. I wasn't. A lot of it is like as you know, health and safety based, and like yeah, purely be careful with this and watch your feet. Don't trip up on that weight. Put it back. Uh, but after it, I would say I thought I knew a good chunk of what was in it. Maybe some like. Um, some stuff I didn't know I'd say like mu certain muscles and bones and things like that um, but then looking back now like it, you really just start learning as soon as the course is over Absolutely like you know nothing yeah. and really you don't use much of what you actually learn in the course like actually coaching I, people yeah like for me what I learned on my course I came after doing my strength conditioning degree so okay. I can honestly say I know not everyone come from it like that angle, but I can honestly say I learned fuck all of my PT course. Mm -hmm. It was a formality to get me into the gyms. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah. And I was shocked. And my course was 14 weeks as well. So I yeah. was shocked. It was basically how to run gym inductions, I found anyway. Like, I'm not sure if you agree with yeah. that or not. Yeah, that's exactly the same. Yeah. Nutrition wise, I don't think we even touched it. No. Is, it was... fucking hell, it's, it's mad. It's crazy um, to think that people can do that and like fully qualified to. To coach and then and they sold 20 pound plans the day after <laughs> exactly they've made it they've... so where was your first sort of pt job then so that was in a gym here in oban so i was doing well at the time i was sort of running classes i'm guessing similar to pure gym i was sort of running classes and then that allowed me to meet people and sort of gradually got a few clients and then managed to build that up and then yeah. eventually obviously managed to to be able to go fully self-employed without the classes um so that took like a good a good amount of time to be honest it was probably a couple of years well what probably at least six months till i was, had at least a few clients like enough to make a decent amount and then gradually i just sort of took less and less classes yeah Um probably did classes for the longer than i would have liked but it was just what like what the gym needed at that point um but yeah probably probably about a year I would say. Yeah. 
Do you remember your first ever PT session? Uh, yes, I do. How did that go? Mm, it went okay. Uh, You're laughing though. Like, you might not be able to hear it on the call. He's got like a, like a bit of a grin on his face. Yeah. <laughs> now, to be honest, it's, it's just get, it's like the same as when you start anything. It's, you, you're, you're pretty shit at it. And yeah. Uh, like, yeah, I remember just not really being sure about what to do. Like I had a plan figured out to take this girl through a session and it didn't go as planned because the gym was busy. We were all over the place and it was basically just, I had a plan. But then you ended up doing something completely different because you couldn't use what you wanted. And that's probably what people feel like going into the gym by themselves. Like Absolutely, it's, yeah. it can be very overwhelming. And even if they do have something to follow, like as things are busy, things come up, people are on things, and then you can't go on it. So you've got to sort of think in your feet a little bit and just just go with it, I would say. And also you've you've touched on a good sort of a thing there in terms of like feeling overwhelmed in the gym. Like, Joe, before your PT qualification, how much experience did you have in the gym then? Like, did you feel like you knew your shit? Or do you think even you would turn your head going, I don't know what I'm doing here sometimes? Or Yeah, no, I didn't. I, I'd, because it was, because I grew up in Mull, like, there, there wasn't there wasn't really gyms as such. So I, I'd got my, all my own equipment and re- was using that in, like, a little um, space within the hotel. And, yeah, so when I actually went to gyms, I'd been in, because I'd stayed in Glasgow for a bit and, been in gyms there so I had I knew obviously what it was like but it's still it's still intimidating like for anyone I think yeah like even even if I was to go into a gym that now that I like if I was to come into the gym that you're at like yeah. it's not like I would feel fully 100% confident going in there'd it's still be a little bit it's like it's funny you, know. you just said that so um last night I I saw Instagram one of my clients I'll shout her out Megan uh Megan Olivia and Shannon they didn't know each other about four weeks ago they're fucking best mates and they've gone to this gym called Ultraflex which is a proper bodybuilding gym. Uh-huh. And I saw their stories. I'm like, there's no fucking way I'm ever going there. No chance. But one of my clients are going to go in a gym that I'm scared of. I'm like, nah, not yeah. doing it. Not doing it. Because <laughs> I feel like I've got to look the part all the time. Like I am quite insecure with how I am as a personal trainer still. That's yeah. probably why I'm sticking at my nice little commercial gym and staying comfortable, yeah. which is not the attitude to have, I get. But yeah, like I saw it on Instagram last night and I'm like, nope, definitely never going there. Yeah. But well, I think I'm coming with you because I'm not going to do it. And like, no, <laughs> definitely not. I think um, like that's good though because it is obviously about like pushing yourself out of your comfort zone just to do to do those things. Absolutely, and, they smashed it. I was so proud of them. Yeah, um, they'd better not ask me because I ain't doing it. But... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now it puts the pressure on you. But it's a proper bodybuilding gym as well, like proper. Um... Have you heard of Ultraflex? I'm not sure if it's a thing. No, I've not uh, heard of it. Monster Factory. That's one of them that you see quite a lot. I've heard of that. It's yeah. like one of them. It's it's like it's almost like a chain. They've got one in. I know they've got one in Newcastle. That's why I don't know how far up they've got. Like it's getting a bit of a chain now. There's one in York, one in Leeds. I think there's two in Leeds, Durham, Newcastle. I think there's one um, in Bradford. So they've took over Yorkshire quite a lot, and they're slowly going further and further off. So okay. expect it to come come knocking doors. Proper like they've got machine for absolutely everything. And yeah. I, I'm a bit of a believer on you can do absolutely any workout you can with a squat rack, dumbbells, and some kettlebells. Like I'm yeah. quite boring, yeah. so to say. But and, uh, strength and conditioning based, that will probably it, come from as well. Exactly, and we didn't have any, we didn't have any machines. We had a hack squat, which I'd love to have at my gym. Um, yeah. But apart from that, really, I don't really use much. Even when I train myself. Yeah. So because of that, when say. I'm PT at 6 p.m., if that squat rack's taken, I'm like, oh fuck, yeah. <laughs> I've got to exactly use upstairs now, and it's. I've got this weird philosophy and it's not the right philosophy to have sometimes, but I don't like PT and using machines. 
Because mm. I feel like the client could do that themselves to some yeah. extent. Yeah, 100%. Why are they not using it to the best ability, i.e. seated row? They're not using it correctly. They're not stood up straight, controlling the weight. They're just going to sort of swing it. But I still feel like I'm kind of calling people when it's like machine, 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 machine. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. The exception being a pull-up machine. But even then, I would rather just get some bands and do that on a pull-up bar. But I, I definitely think like the basics, I think people often like overlook the basics and it's, it's always easy to like look for the fancier, sexier yeah. exercise or, or even diet like in, in terms of that. And like, it's always going to be the basics and being consistent with that, that, that you get the best results with, I would say. And obviously you mentioned your first client was a, a female, that sounds weird just saying female, but a woman. And uh, that sounded even weirder for some reason. And um, so you said that you've trained men and women, but mostly women. At yep. what point did you did you make a decision? Did you just look at your client sheet and look, oh, fuck, mostly women here? Or did you start deciding, right, I'm going to make women's confidence feel better? Or how so you throughout the whole sort of time, it's been mostly, mostly women. There's been, I've had like the odd guy, but I would always say 80 to 90 spent percent of my clients have been women so yeah. then when it when it came to sort of transition on, online you've obviously got to be a little bit more niche and you've got to niche down a little bit more yeah um, rather than trying to sort of coach everybody i thought i would focus on like the people that i, I felt i could really, really help so that's where i started focusing more on sort of women's side of things generally between sort of 25 and 35 i would say the best the people that i've got the best result, results with are the ones who haven't had like stones and stones and stones of weight to lose. It's been more like um, probably a, a stone to two stone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like throughout, throughout the whole time, it was a mixture, but generally, yeah, 80, 90% of women. Because I found I'm at a point now where I don't, not, I don't ever say I don't work with men, but if a guy does come on or asks me to come on, I've got to really like think about it. Because yeah. my... The way I run things is so community-based. Yeah. I've got like it's there's a group chat for, I've split them into teams like Hogwarts style. Yeah. I split them into teams. And then within the team, I outside of that, I've got the Facebook group where they all speak to each other. At the time of recording, we've got a curry night and two nights. Okay. And by having as similar people as possible, I feel like yeah. we're gonna get along more and therefore talk more in the group chats and talk yeah. more on it's such a strong part of my business model that I allow I kind of like, right, is this guy gonna fit in with yeah. 30 odd women that yeah, want to build yeah. bigger bums. I know this guy doesn't give a shit about his bum, sort of thing. Yeah. So it's, I've really got to think about it now. And it's, we've online coaching as well. So, like, you're a lot more clued up when it comes to online coaching. We've had a bit of conversation pre recording. Yes, we talked to people, each other, before we start recording. Crazy, I know. <laughs> um, so, when you're, when someone comes on, like, is it a case of, right, it's online, don't see them, I can just jump on with them, get them straight away? Or, are you in such a demand where you can be a little bit picky? And from what I've seen, you've got the dog's bollocks and everything. So it looks like... Yeah, it, it depends. So rather than just taking, like, as I, as I said, rather than just taking anyone on, you want their sort of... That's kind of why... So before, um, I was focused on women. So even if a guy came to me, I would maybe think about it. Yeah. But now I've sort of changed that to talking about ambitious individuals. So rather than focusing on, like, the sex of, a, of, a, of the person... I now focus on their like values as a person. Yeah. So what I want is someone that, that's going to come in that wants to look, feel, perform at their best, that wants to improve their confidence, that wants to essentially unlock their true potential. So um, for that and like by that, what I mean is like, 
to essentially help them be the best that they can be. Because with, I think a lot of people will go into training and, and that side of things and think it's just to lose a little bit of weight. When yeah. often it's it's much bigger than that, or all the time, to be honest, it's oh. much deeper than that, it's more than that. And they want to be able to now, like, as I've said, look, feel, perform at their best, but build their confidence, build their self-esteem, build their self-belief. And I think that's what, like, going into the gym and lifting weights does, because it starts with all the small things. And you, you can see yourself, like, lifting a little bit heavier each week, um, getting a bit fitter each week, seeing your, seeing your body change gradually. And it's less so about, I would say, the physical changes and more so about like the the self-belief that comes with that and the, yeah. all those small wins throughout that journey. So what I try and do is focus on that type of person who wants that. And it's not just about like a little bit of weight loss. It's about it's about much, much more than that. And people who want to like do more, be more, achieve more and just be the best that they can be in terms of like family members in terms of being the best colleague they can be, best mum they can be, or, or whatever that may be. That there, like, that, that's what I'm talking in regards to, and this is why I wanted you on the podcast today as well. I don't get me wrong, I love a before and after. Yeah, yeah. You, you love a before and after, because we know when they use your result in a new client, but I get more of a fucking kick out of seeing a client, first ever session, body language, hunched over, they don't want to be in the gym, to six, seven, eight, nine, even 12 weeks, or even longer than that. And you're training someone else. And you see that exact client that you trained 12 weeks ago. Just fucking walk straight to a squat rack and just get on with stuff. Yeah. And it's such a small thing, but it's like, that is so much more rewarding than like what this person looks like in their underwear compared to 10 yeah. weeks ago. Exactly. It's, like that's just the... Yeah, that means so much to me. Yeah. That's just, I would say like the, the before and after is like the tip of the iceberg. It's everything yeah. underneath that that's actually gone on and mattered and changed. And like they've changed their diet. They've, they're more active. They're they're doing like prioritizing themselves more. They're saying no to things, and they just probably value themselves more. And and that before and after, yeah, it's like a visual representation. But and everything that matters is sort of below the sea, if you like. That's that's the rest of the iceberg. And I found just in general, in general life, they're just so much happier. I've yeah. had clients quit jobs and things like that because they're happy now. They see the bullshit that it was taking. And that's come from getting a fucking personal trainer. It's like, what? Like, yeah, it's probably it, limitless. It's mad how much effects we, like, sorry to sort of suck ourselves off here, but um, I'm not sure you realize how bad my language is until you come on. You're <laughs> a polite guy. But, like, we are hyping ourselves up a little bit. This job could be so, if we need, if we can do, like, really put effort into it, this job could mean so much to f- so many fucking people. Like, it's actually almost daunting to some extent. Yeah. The, I quote, I, I quote, I always like, as like, it's, we're not in the, the personal training business. We're in the changing lives business. Yeah. I quite like that to like yeah. sum it up. I do hate the term personal trainer personally, but I can't think of anything different that would not sound as wanky. What is that? Like, I hate the term personal trainer. Hate yeah. it. When yeah. people ask me what I do, like if I'm in a taxi, personal trainer. Yeah. You know what they're going to start asking you or telling you? They're going to tell you, oh, I need to start losing a few pounds. and Yeah. You get the same conversations again and again and tapping, again. Tapping their tummy. Like, oh, I need yeah, to leave. that one. That happened in Costa yeah. this morning because I've yeah. got my hoodie on. I'm like, fuck's sake, here we go again. <laughs> but, like, I can't think of a term better than Behar's trainer. Like, that doesn't sound too holistic. Yeah, even, even coach still sounds a bit... American yeah. to me. Off, Very American. Yeah. It is American, isn't it? It's like, uh, you imagine a guy standing with a whistle. Yeah, clipboard, whistle. Yeah. That'll be me soon. I'll get an iPad for my session soon. That'll be me, to be fair, soon. That'll be you. So, in terms of, I want to talk about your jump to rent. Uh-huh. 
So I did this in October 2020. So right after lockdown one, I wasn't going to do it because I, was, oh, I don't know when this pandemic shit is going to be over. If I didn't, I'd still be doing fucking shifts now, which is insane to think about. Um, so what what made you do the jump to go on to rent and how did that feel? Um, well, as in like going from doing classes to then paying Yeah, rent. like full on, yeah. not doing a class anymore. I'm purely doing, I'm coming into this gym for me and my business and my client sort of thing. Yeah, so it's obviously scary because that's the f- sort of first step towards going sort of all in. Like, yeah. Um, like I, the way I saw it, it was like, right, you can either keep doing these classes, keep like having to to do the th- sort of things that you don't enjoy as much, or you can sort of think of it as like burning the bridges. So burning the bridges behind you and just going for it. Because yeah. um, the, the thing that I always like to ask myself in those sort of situations is like, what's the worst that can happen? And the worst that can happen was I went back and did what I was doing anyway. So yeah, you, you may as well just, just go for it. Um, but yeah, it's obviously scary and it's like that unknown. Um, and again, it's like just being able to then push yourself to do the things that like scare you and get your yourself out, out of that comfort zone. Um, and yeah, again, I, I always think it always comes back to like taking action because if you don't take action and you don't do something about it, then your things are only going to stay the same, same or potentially get worse. Yeah. And it always comes back to taking action. I would say. That question you said that at the start of all that, what's the worst that can happen? I love asking people that question. Because it's such a small result, usually. Yeah. I feel a bit embarrassed. Or this person might not like me, or this or that. And it's it's never it's never as big as what could happen. No. Ever. No. Like, it's always so small, and that's stopping people doing so much more. It's, it can be quite infuriating to person sometimes, can't it? Yeah, 100%. And, but if it, whatever it is, like, this is obviously more than health and fitness. This is like anything in life. Like, yeah. you want to leave a job, you want to do whatever. If you ask yourself like what's the worst can happen potentially you might want to leave a job so you you say yep i'm going to leave this job you leave it and then the worst that can happen is you you go back to it like that's that's all it is and it's it's more like you're worried about it's it's not the actual thing it's more like people's opinion and you you're thinking that oh what if people say this or think that and it's more like worrying about people's opinion than the actual doing it it's it, it, it can be quite annoying like but I'd say I still do it and I'm guaranteed you're not a yeah. robot, mate. Like you will do it as well. Like the stuff that you could have done yesterday or today that you didn't do out of fear. Yeah, 100%. Maybe. I don't know. You you, you seem quite a, a go get <laughs> well, even, even like a, a podcast as an example. Like, yeah. Um, like for you and probably me as well, like starting starting a podcast. Like that again is like scary. And it's like, oh, fuck, what are going to people think? Like, who am I to be starting a podcast? Who am I to be doing this? But again, like the, the first few are probably shite and then you just get better as you, as yeah, I've that. Yeah. My first episode, my individual one was all right. So I just talked about myself. My second episode was a guy called Chris McKeegan. He's a nice guy and I slagged him off it, but we, we didn't talk about fitness at all. He's yeah. a nice guy. We just chatted a little bit and it's because we're friends and we're banding back and forth. And I have listened to that episode back and I'm thinking we could have done so much more with that episode. And that's why yeah. eventually I'll have him on again. And the more and more, do you ever listen back to your episodes? Uh, occasionally, yeah. Channel my guests because I don't want to listen to my own voice, but like I can listen, I listen to the chunks where you're talking today. Yeah. Like, and then fast forward the rest. I did a mental health episode the other week and I didn't say a fucking word. 
Yeah. Like, it was brilliant. Like, it's got my name on the podcast, but I don't see anything. <laughs> I'm just on the other end of the phone when you're doing it. But yeah, like, the way I seen that cap of the podcast was it got no listens. Yeah. It was exactly. it's a waste of my time potentially, and that's that's it. And, and again, it. it's more so that you think that, oh no, what if, what are people going to think if I don't get any listens? It's more so like your no one thoughts knows. about it. Yeah. No fucking knows how many listens we get. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like we we use the same app, don't we? So like no one literally knows what we we do. I'm still um, to get a listen on mine. <laughs> <laughs> you just do it salt to yourself to make yeah. it look good. But yeah, like I do like that point. So you thought, right? Fuck, it, I'm going to go on rent. The worst can happen is probably go back to class. I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's, yeah, exactly. It's like, well, if I do have to go to back to classes, at least I've tried it and I know it's not worked. So, cool. And obviously now, so how long was you on rent? Um, so, well, I was probably another year, year and a half, potentially two years at that same place. Yeah. And then I probably did another year or so before lockdown happened in the other gym that I was at. Yeah. Um, so yeah, maybe say three years that I was fully by myself. Yeah. And then obviously moved online. So you're about a year ahead of me, I feel, like in that case. So I've been four okay. years in the industry now. Yeah. Um, but we, we had this, so me and Finley had this conversation slightly before we started. So Finley now does online coaching purely now. Um, and you mentioned lockdown. You said that was kind of helped you doing it. So what made you go from rent PT to online coach in Costa? Uh, cost a special um so i would say i felt like i could almost help people more working online than i could in person yeah i think a lot of people when they go to one-to-one pt sessions they think yeah I'll, I'll go to this and then i'll be sorted like i don't need to worry about food or steps or anything else i'll just focus on that just this one hour this one hour matters so much exactly and um what i found was like i so i'd started doing online I had someone ask me in October, obviously lockdown was in March. So I had my first online client in October and then I got maybe 10 to 15 by, by Christmas and then a few more before lockdown actually happened. Um, but I was finding I was getting better, better results with those people um, because we were focused much more on like everything else outside of that one-to-one gym session. So like it wasn't just focused on training. It was focused obviously on training and having them train effectively and train hard and things like that. But then also on their diet, on uh, steps, on sleep, and just like their routines, their habits, how they run their day, how they prioritize themselves. And all those things in turn allowed people to get much better results and see much more sort of value in the service rather than just going into the gym for an hour. And like half the time in the one-to-one sessions, I would have someone and we'd spend like 45 minutes in the gym and then you'd end up like, oh, well, let's have a look through my fitness pal and talking about food anyway. Yeah. So I was like this, like, I just thought it would be a much better, almost looking at things from like a bird's you eye view. benefited more from that 15 minutes than that 45 minutes, would you say? Yeah, yeah. 100%. Because a lot of people knew what they were doing and they just wanted to, to use you as like a bit of like, will you be there while I train, basically. Yeah. And then obviously online allows you to, to have more contact with that person because rather than, once, twice a week talking to them, you, you'll talk to them throughout the week. They can message you with any struggles. Obviously, they've got weekly check-ins that keep them accountable to, to doing the things that they need to do. And like, I've had a good, a load of people that said like, I didn't know, like, I don't think online coaching is for me and, and that whole yeah. side of things. And- I've heard that it, before. 
Yeah. Even someone that does do both, it's really hard to convince them. Like, it, yeah, I do agree with you. Obviously, we do obviously have different jobs to some yep. extent. I've, I've said this from pre-recording. I personally, for me, there's still nothing better than physical coaching. I fucking love yep. it. So I don't think I'll ever make the jump to, to online. But since this start of this year, I've gone from zero online clients to 13 now. Yep. And I do get what you mean. Sometimes the session isn't important. Yeah. But I find quite a lot of times it can be. It's what they do in that session as well. Yeah, and it's very dependent on the person. Like yeah, it, it depends on what on what they'll, they need. They'll succeed either way. I found. What's that? They'll succeed either way. Whether there was online yeah. or there was always going to succeed. If that makes any sense. Yeah, or... yeah. And it's again, it comes back to like the values of the person. If they're willing to like put in the work, put in the yeah. time, the energy, the effort to get to where they want to be, then they're going to get to. And if me perceivably being there twice a week with them helps, then so be it. Sort of yeah. thing. And all yeah. like I use my sessions not to burn fucking four hundred calories, eight hundred calories down. It's a lesson. Sometimes yeah. my clients are not coming out like gym crawling. Yeah. If we've took it slow for an hour doing learning new exercises and stuff, I'll take that as a win more than that client's crawling down the stairs. I've seen that so many times on Instagram. Yeah. A PT laughing at his client going down the stairs. I'm like, yeah. yeah. Um, you just, what you should you do, do tomorrow? Fucking limp about at work? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Come on, mate. You could like, do half an hour of burpees and be fucked. But yeah, fucking job in. And then you don't need a PT qualification to do that, do you? Do you know what I mean? You just need your level yeah. two classes to do that. And it's... It's a perception of personal trainers. I think again, it is leaving. It is leaving the industry, yeah. luckily. And I think lockdowns have helped that. And I think guys like yourself who have put habits is such a main aspect. Habits is probably the most important aspect of coaching. People yeah. probably don't want to hear that, but it's true. It's the most boring thing. No yeah, doubt. it's not. It's not the sexy thing. Definitely not. No, nah, it's so important though. Even just like a big thing I focus on, especially with my clients, is like morning routines. I like getting up quite early and I'm like, I, I'll like to, to do things in the morning rather than like, I'll like to train in the morning rather than train at night. Yeah. So um, like I'll, I'll tend to get up quite early then go for a walk um, and then go to the gym and then have breakfast and stuff like that. And then start work. Cause I feel like at that point it's allowed me to sort of prioritize myself, do the things that I need to do and essentially like set me up for the day so that then I'm, I've got more energy and I feel better so that I can go and help my clients better. Yeah. And how have they to come with that? Because there's a the perception of getting up early. Uh, have you read the book Miracle Morning? What one? The Miracle Morning. No, I've seen it. I don't think I've read that it. That is for you, mate. It is for you. Okay, I'll get onto it. Uh, so it's like cold showers. It is, it's quite spiritual, like mantras and what you're telling yourself at the start of the day. So yeah. I'm big on self-talk. What you're telling yourself is so important. Yeah. Because if you're telling yourself, life's fucking shit, lockdowns are shit, my jobs are shit, my session in the gym today was shit, my nutrition's shit, it's going to stay shit. But yeah. if you're like, okay, how can it be improved? If you're looking at... So if you're telling yourself at the start of the day, right, today's going to be good, it's definitely going to be better than the day with someone like going, oh, today's going to be fucking wank. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, it all starts with your your thoughts. Like what you're thinking about things has a, a massive, massive impact. And again, this is not sexy, is it? People no. want the best exercise for their glutes and shit like that. This, it doesn't, not that it doesn't matter, but it doesn't matter as much as you think it would. No, no. So obviously the day you went fully online, was you scared? Uh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Very, yeah. In going to work I mean, that day, you open your laptop lid for the first ever time, full day on the on the laptop like was that during lockdown that was yeah yeah uh, well yeah first time fully online was obviously during lockdown um and at that point it was quite scary because obviously gyms were closed so people were training at home and you're trying to like sort 
tons of different programs. At that point, I was doing like a home workout group. So I was doing six, six live workouts a week, which is obviously quite a lot. Um, and then, yeah, it's, it's just quite stressful because obviously everyone have their own, every, every person had their own stresses and things going on. Yeah. And then you almost felt like you had more of a, you had to lead them a bit more because yeah. you, you were the one that was trying to help and them. And you were fucking struggling as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was a purse, you just reminded me of a purse from, again, Chris Bradley, giving him hype. So at the start of lockdown one, he made that purse about taking a piss out of what each PT is going to become. While yeah. lockdown, it was like, he could be a boot camp specialist where he jumps in a fucking digger uh, yeah. at home doing his little aerobics thing. I just remember yeah. that then. So you left classes to go to a rent PT and here you are missing new online coach doing fucking classes again. Just yeah, doing, doing exactly the same thing, <laughs> just just via Zoom. But I, I try not to do, like, first lockdown at the start, I was doing Zoom, Zoom, Zoom workout, Zoom workout, Zoom workout. Second lockdown, I had to for group PT, but I wasn't, I was sat coaching them while they were doing it. But yeah. the first lockdown, I'm like, this room was my, my, my spare bedroom at the time. So yeah. it was more like, if I'm doing that now, things are going to fall over. But at the time, it was suited towards training. Yeah, so my sandbag in the corner. It's we looking at it now that this was my gym for yeah. six months, but like this was all set up to do it, and I was fucking jumping around, couldn't sweat. And then now lockdown two, I'm like one, yeah, two, like sat on my laptop screen. And lockdown three, I was like, right, no more Zoom, not doing any Zoom. We can do outside because outdoor was allowed that time. I was like, never fucking open that Zoom ever again. Podcast yeah. only now for Zoom. That's it. Podcast only. Yeah, I think I think uh, a lot of people then obviously because people are doing live classes and things like that. And then I think people thought at that point, online coaching was like, you would stand there. Yeah, wait, that, I still get that to this day. I still yeah. get that. Which, yeah, it's not that at all, is it? <laughs> I, I actually offend, I know it's out of people not knowing, but it offends me a little bit. I'm like, come on, we're better than that. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. It's like, how long's a class? How many classes a week do you get? And I'm like, well, no, it's, it's not like that. <laughs> I can't explain it. Like, so I did a post about what is online coaching the week, and even yeah. then, I don't think I described it well. It's it, it's still an unknown a little bit because yeah. so many coaches can take it in so many different ways. Yeah, like, that's how they want to run it. If they want to do a virtual class once a week, they can do it. If they do Facebook lives, so the clients don't see like you don't see the clients moving. Some yeah. people consider that online coaching. There needs to be a clear, defined definition of it and a qualification yeah. in my eyes because they go, "This is online coaching. This is not. This is homework. There's a difference." Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially with people isolating in and out of it, people are still doing them Zoom workouts and stuff. So the perception won't change just yet until we fully. Yeah. I think a lot of people expect it to be like the Courtney Black half hour yeah. hit and then that's it. Whereas you, you don't look as good as Eddie, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so obviously the first day you was in, I guess with that one, when you are online coaching full time because you haven't got a choice. I suppose it's a bit different, isn't it? In terms of, in terms of, instead of going, no, I'm not going to the gym, I'm doing online yeah. coaching. That's why, that's why I find it actually a little bit easier because I, I didn't have to obviously say to my clients, look, I'm not doing one-to-ones anymore. I'm going to be doing online. So you, yeah. it wasn't really like they, they had to do it. I was like, obviously we, like for a few, a good few people still had sessions left in the gym. So I was like, so we'll do online until like that, basically the same value. Till, till you've used that and then you can obviously see what you want to do moving forward yeah and i would say probably probably of the people of let's say i had 20 clients still in the gym at that point i would say probably 15 of them went online and five of them said said they, they didn't want to basically yeah um yeah which is which is good 
probably give you a lot of confidence going into yeah. New Well. And obviously with Jim's reopen, when did Jim's reopen in Scotland? You was a bit behind us, weren't you? Um, they reopened, I think they were closed for four months or so. Yeah. Five months. It must, no, it must have been longer than that. We've got a gym. I've got like a, a little garage gym outside. So it's got a squat rack, pull-up bar, like a few different bars. So we, we were quite lucky. But even even there, it's it's hard. It's still it's still essentially at home. It's, it's your home environment, isn't it? Yeah. Like it's, that, you can get all the fancy gym equipment at home as much as you want, but it's while it's still your... Like, that's why I've wanted an office space now. Yeah. Instead of hunched over on my sofa downstairs, I come in this room, I know I'm going to work. Yeah. I have procrastinate in this room. I'll walk out, I'll do what I want again, I'll go on my phone again. And doing that with... Say I've been working from home, you had to do like had an office space. You needed to find a different space to train in because otherwise yeah. you're not going to do it. Even if you go to like an outdoor park when the weather was better, like yeah. not many people yeah. would have done that to be fair. But yeah. So how did it feel when gyms did reopen and Hayes Finley not going in the gym to PT? Was that um, I quite enjoyed it. So I, I obviously went back to training in the gym. For because, yourselves, yeah. yeah, because I just preferred that much more. Um, changing environment and things like that. You've got to see a human at some point in the day, don't you? <laughs> yeah. And then, first of all, it kind of stressed, stressed me out because obviously you had to change everyone's home programming to everyone back to the gym's programming. And then yeah. some people would go back to the gym. Some people weren't keen on it because they weren't sure about restrictions and things like that. And so it was a little bit, a little bit stressful to start. But yeah, again, it's just like getting used to that change and then being able to um, sort of that marketing wise, like changed it a little bit from like people wanting to just train at home and get fitter to then like having the ability to go to the gym and being able to program for that and have like an actual program to follow and things yeah rather than just going in and seeing what's free which is what happens quite a lot i've got a question in regards to uh the upgraded coach obviously I've, we've mentioned it a little bit across the time it's basically us two paying for a mentor our own coach really um what made you go on to that then this isn't me get fucking promoting chris or anything but to because at this point you're online coach for quite a bit now at what at what point do you think right i need a coach now did you just see um, I would say so. I was already doing. I don't know if you've heard of Joe Parrish, have you? So oh, fucking yeah. great guy. So great so I do. Guy. I'm in his program. So I'm in the high performance coach, and he. That's obviously very focused on like um, fitness. And like then, that's that's an online coach. It blew my mind when I went to that. Yeah, I sat in front row. He knew who it was. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> How the fuck are you doing? All right, Brendan. I'm like. How do you know me? Like, it was so weird. But yeah, he's a fucking, he's a nutter. In yeah. the best way possible. Yeah, so I, I was in his program anyway, but I f that that's obviously got little aspects of business, but not it's not like business focused. Yeah. So Chris's was obviously business focused and the upgraded coach, like that's that's all it is. It's very business focused. And I, I like working like towards things. So I like having things to aim for and like seeing progress rather than just like, guessing a lot of it so that's why i signed up with joe to be able to then give me like some structure and some targets moving forward in terms of like my body and my performance and then with chris that gave me a structure and like things to focus on each day each week to to move the business side forward as well the reason why i asked that is because the people listen to this this is the importance of having a coach yeah it's been a 40 minute plug really sorry boys <laughs> but like the importance of having a coach in any aspect of your... So right now, see, I've got I've got my own PT, an online coach, uh, based on bodyweight exercise, kind of fuck all about bodyweight exercise training. I'm trying to do a handstand and failing miserably. 
Um, I've got and two business coaches. It's so important having someone there telling you what the fuck to do every single minute of the day. Yeah, it just it saves you so much guesswork. Like especially writing me in programs. Well, I've brought fucking forty three programs. I don't want to do with my own. Exactly. I don't care about it. I'll do whatever's free in the gym, and I know will. Yeah. Do you know what so I mean? Just having a bit of structure, having someone to tell you, and um, like, yep, this is what we should be doing. Someone to essentially like raise your standards and just force you to be that little bit better, and uh, someone to give you the guidance, the support, the accountability aspect. Yes, it's it's massive. I think it's something that's very very underrated like i think a lot of people will keep sort of spinning the wheels and going through the motions until they until they eventually get to that point where like fuck i need to do something about this whereas if they'd given whatever it is whether it's a business coach an online coach whatever it is a pt a message like if they'd done that at the start then they would have made so much more progress and i think it's again it comes back to like them thinking oh no what will people think that is usually down to that. Yeah. In my eyes, I think, again, this is a bit biased because of my job, but everyone should have coaches in, in their lives for different yeah. aspects. It's so important to have a coach, just having that voice there, that guidance, whether it be in the gym, like you said, or business mentors or this or that. Even like a yoga, your own yoga instructor, do you know what I mean? To help you breathe and stuff like that. Like having a coach, you just, I've, that's what I've learned. The biggest thing I've taken, learned this past year is yeah. having, having paid advice helps so much. Yeah, paying for it as well, like actually paying for it, because otherwise, not respect it either. Hundred percent. But when you when you pay for something, you you value it way more than yeah. when you don't. Yeah. I've got a. So how long have you been online coaching now? So since lockdown, lockdown one, wasn't it? Yeah, year. Year and a, a bit year now. Year and a half or something fully. And how has this year and a half gone then for you? Good. I've really enjoyed it. So it's given me a lot more freedom in terms of like being able to work on my own schedule rather than having to work like around when other people can come in for sessions and when people can do things um and it's allowed me just to focus on so I, I put out a post on the other day and it was like um it's basically about enjoying things and and doing things that make you happy so one thing that I did was I wrote down a list of like 20 things that um make me happy and this wasn't this was not dependent on like anyone else or going anywhere so this was like this was like during lockdown I did that so it was like 20 things that were that made me happy and then um, I had a look at my each day and then I tried to, or each week, each day, each week, and tried to implement as many of, of those things on that list as I could into my days and into my weeks. So like, I like um, working in a coffee shop. I like going for a walk and listening to a podcast. I like having a coffee, uh, country music. So all of these things, I tried to implement them in as much as I could into each day and each week. So that's why like, I'll get up a little bit earlier but I'm okay with that because I'm going to go and get my walk and listen to a podcast and have a coffee. And then I'll work maybe half a day at home in this office. And then I'll go and work the other half um, in a coffee shop because I know that makes me happy. Like that made, that's made a big difference because it's allowed me to sort of take almost a step back and have a little bit of a, of a reflection of like, well, what do I want to be able to do? And like, I like, I like being able to travel. So next, my girlfriend's a teacher. So next summer, hopefully we're going to be able to go away for a good portion of like the summer holidays. So that might be a month to go away somewhere. And that's, that's sort of all part you of why I was from London as well. Haven't you with your girlfriend? Yeah. So yeah. yeah, we were in London a couple, yeah, a couple of weeks ago. And We'd actually, like, just click your finger, right. We're going like, do you know what I mean? That's yeah. That, and that's the, the, like you've got the freedom, freedom to do that, being able to work online, which is, which is why a big part of why I wanted to be able to do it as well. 
um, London, we booked flights for Mallorca. So we were originally going yeah. to Mallorca. And <laughs> the flights were £15 return, which is mental. Um, but then obviously it went into Amber List, so we couldn't go. But we had a nice time in London still? Yes, London was good. Was it a spin on it as well? Exactly. London was really nice. So what's the, and this is for your opportunity to sort of shout out a client a little bit here, but what's your most rewarding experience you've had during your full five years of coaching? Um, I would say, I wouldn't like to put one thing on it. Um, I really like when people go into the gym and they're not really sure what they're doing. And then they fast, for, fast forward, whether it's three months, six months, a year, whatever it might be. And then they're able to then go and have a solid idea of what they're doing in the tra training sessions. And they know not only how to lose fat, but also like look at the process as a whole. Because a lot of the time, I think people will just see health and fitness as the before and after. And like, yeah, that's a part of it. But then what I've found is like, most of the progress is made after they've lost the body fat. And then they were going into the gym, eating more food, but understanding how to continue making progress more so than just losing fat. Yeah. So like, um, like my girlfriend's an example, like she used to just, I, I actually did a podcast with her a while ago and she talked about like just going into the gym, just going in the treadmill to burn a few calories, seeing what, what um, sort of machines were free. So she'd go and do a bit of a leg press and things like that. Um, to like now she's like deadlifts 100 kilos like, like just how far she's come and same with yeah. like I posted a, a picture the other day of a girl called, who's in the program called Chloe she was like trying to diet on like 1200 calories just con constantly she was doing six hits hits hit workouts a week things like that and now she's gone and focused on very much so on like burning as many calories as she can and now she's eating two, nearly two and a half thousand calories. So basically double what she was eating before. Yeah. She's now doing, um, she's focused very much on getting stronger. She's now stronger, fitter, faster than she was previously. And it's, it's crazy just to see not only physical changes, but also the mental changes and the changes in confidence and self-belief that, that can come with that. Hey, hey, this, this job is like, whenever someone comes on, it's always, I want to lose fat turn up. I want to lose fat turn up. I want to lose fat turn up. And I've got to the point now where you almost know they're going to say it before they say it. Yeah. Like, oh, what do you want to get out of this? In my head, I'm like, yeah. 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 <laughs> but it, and then what I love is when they do realise, I've got a, a girl called Ellie recently. So we planned out our next 90 days. After 90 days, we'd plan your next 90 days. Her first 90 days was fat loss, fat loss, fat loss, fat loss, fat loss. Half naked photo. <laughs> this time around, it's 50 kilogram squat. Learn how to deadlift, learn how to set up a hit thrust on her own, and maybe a progress picture at the end, but increase the calories in the meantime. And yeah. it, she came up with this. I've not asked her. I was just kind of probing questions and things like that. And I showed her both of them. I'm like, look at the difference between the two of these. I was like, that second one is fucking brilliant. Yeah. Everyone says that first one. Every single fucking one says that one. But it, it's so rewarding for us to see that change. Yeah. More than they think it does, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think people just want think that. You want just that before and after, whereas that's... Yeah, you think you're on the weight loss, but you do it. You want the side effects of said weight loss. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Another thing, obviously, is that it's like, obviously, you've lost that weight. Now what? Exactly. And it's like this awkward, like, um, I'm going to leave and then put yeah. the weight back on. Uh, what are you going to do? What's, what's, yeah. what's, what's yes, I've actually got a, 
yeah, I've got a post on that tonight, like exactly that. And uh, yeah, it's just basically like what gets you from A to B doesn't necessarily get you from B to C. So I think people often will lose the fat and then think, yeah, I've completed that. I've cracked it. I know what I'm doing now. Yeah. Whereas that's just part of the process. And then like being able to understand how to increase calories, how to live life, be able to enjoy yourself, being able to not be as restrictive and things like that and understanding how to continue to make progress past that point is a completely different to what got you there. It's, it, 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 that, that, that part there, I'd say like that's the ultimately the best part there. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned, was it Chloe was that? Yes. I'm glad you mentioned like a client, like she's fucking smashed doing that as well. Yeah. Um. So I've got another question for you, similar to what I just kind of asked there. So what do you think makes a good coach in general? Um. I would say being caring, actually caring about the client and not just health and fitness, but what's like understanding, being able to understand and appreciate what's going on in their life and understand like, they've got other struggles, they've got other problems. Because I think it's very easy as like a coach for like this. So it's almost like this is your whole life, whereas this is that's only a part of their yeah. life. And so I like, understand yeah. and appreciate that and having like empathy towards them, like having stresses with their kids or having personal stuff going on and understand that sometimes they're not going to be able to do um, put their health and fitness first and just understanding that and and like it all comes back to caring for the person i would say and just being able to yeah care for them understand what, what it is they're struggling with and just allow them to sort of almost ask themselves better questions so rather than asking them and, and telling them what to do almost asking them better questions so they can then realize that for themselves yeah i think it's important for us to not just give them the literal tools to, to do that one thing it's the toolbox like if yeah. you want to leave me could yeah. you do this on your own? Yeah. If you ha if you can't, I've failed. I've yeah. failed my job because I've not taught you shit. Yeah. I've just been in front of you while you've lost a bit of weight. Yeah. Like if you that, come away from me tomorrow and in three months' time you come back to me because you didn't know what to do, like we failed as coaches in my eyes. Yeah. And that's exactly like you'll be the same as me. And like that's that's where you want get that's where you want to get people to be. Like you want them to want want to work with you but not need to work with you yeah that's where you, I that's said this one of the clients today actually so why the fuck are you here like do you know what I mean I've asked that randomly a few times see where they're going why are you yeah. with me why do you pay me because you pay me a lot of money do you know what I mean it's, and I also don't want them to carry count forever either I'm not sure yeah. what your opinion of that is yeah no I'm 100%. I don't carry count right now so I don't expect my clients to not all yeah. the time they're going to hear this now and go oh brilliant that's carry count still <laughs> don't carry count right now because they don't need to yeah all start saying that. <laughs> so yeah like I, I still do it because I, I quite like the control. Like it just gives me a little bit of control and um, allows me to do that. But like I've got clients that, that don't do it and they're now in the position where they're maybe, for example, at maintenance, they're not, they've not got overly strict goals and they're, they're fine. Just like, they've got a good idea of how many calories they're consuming. Yeah. And so like, I, I think as soon as you tar- start to like box things, like put things in boxes, it makes things harder. So like I'm a person, I'm, like saying I'm a coach who has everyone track their calories. That's just, that might work for some people, but it's not going to work for yeah. others. And when I started, I did that. Yeah. Yeah. So did and I. when someone goes, I don't want to use it. You're like, your red blows because you've got no other options for them. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Um, can you do your steps still? Can you drink your water? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, you just, oh shit. What do I do if this client doesn't want to track calories? I've got nothing yeah. for them. Yeah. Also, like I'm four years in, you're five years in. So you've probably you know what to do at this point, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. 
so what's next for you then? Not today. I know you're in a coffee shop, but what? Of what's course, next for you? the coffee shop. And <laughs> and um, what aspect? Is in your career. Career-wise, so you didn't I was this today, did you? <laughs> <laughs> throwing it on me. And um, so next, I would say just to continue to try and build the value that I can give current clients and potentially future clients. So be able to continue improving the program and yeah, like just given more and more value. Um, so I would like to be able to probably increase the numbers that I have in my program a little bit, Yeah. but not to a point where I can't serve everyone as much as they need. So I want to be able to have like a, a very high quality keep program. Keep the standards high, not yeah. the keep the standards high, keep the results high, uh, but still be given every single person what they need. Yeah, I think some of us tend to forget that sometimes. Like when you want new client, want new client. Like, is yeah. my standards going to slip if I get another client? Exactly. It's, yeah, and it's just knowing the sort of knowing the limits as to as to how much you can do and um, yeah, how many people you can you can help. Um, so obviously we've we've talked longer than we planned. To be honest, with you. <laughs> I will have now because you're a busy guy today. Have you got any sort of lasting sort of finishing messages? That you want to give to my audience, or if, obviously if I share, you share this to your audience who might not like your podcast, but like the sound of mine, maybe. Or... <laughs> I would say, I would say consistency. Like being able to consistently turn up is going to be absolutely key to to progress in anything. Because I feel like um, it's all too easy to just be like, oh, I can't be bothered today, so I won't do it. I can't be bothered in this, so I won't do it. But a lot of progress is just going to come from literally just turning up and being there and doing the work and yeah. something I often say is like do do what you said you would as a as a quote and like just being able to now put something out there and then go and do what you said you would like commit to it and just know that you're not doing it for this person for that person you're being it you're doing it to be the best that you can be and now striving to be exactly that by doing what you said you would you're full you're like Joe aren't you all these sound bites <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's, maybe he's, uh, he gave me that one. He's rubbed you, yeah. I, can't, I know he has. He gave it to me when we was in, uh, in Glasgow. So um, where can people find you on, I'm saying Instagram because we're coaches and that's what we mainly use. Yeah. So where can you find um, Instagram? I don't really use Facebook. So Finlay Carmichael PT on Instagram. And then... <laughs> could have guessed that one, couldn't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah you probably could have. And um, then the Finlay Carmichael PT podcast, if you want to have a listen to them. Yep. Um, website, finlaycarmichaelpt.com, if you want to go there. Uh, Move just, back to that, is a we? <laughs> yeah, just search finlaycarmichaelpt and you'll, you'll find. Um, so uh, I'm going to record, I'm going to ask on the recording. I'm telling you, so I'll be on his podcast soon. We haven't discussed this yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't know what we're going to talk about yet, but there we are. We've got it recording now that we're going to do it. Right, mate. So it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Thanks for having me on. Finley's an online coach. He's got a pouting coster and look really important. Uh, he's going to pick up his phone a few times, going to type a little bit, and he's got really, really busy now. And I'm wearing jeans. And he's wearing jeans. Yeah, I almost forgot the jeans thing. <laughs> right, mate. So I've really enjoyed this. Yeah, um, thank you very much for having me on. And I'll, I'll, I guess I'll hear the rest of the guys in the next episode. See you all yep. there.